Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you are doing well today in this time of lockdown. So this episode, we're going to talk about me uh, instead of, of talking about kind of general general obese stuff you go back to the early 25 episodes or so they're mostly about my childhood and then the later episodes are about uh, coping mechanisms that i developed after my weight loss and of course if you want more information on this i have a book called confessions of an obese child and the the book revelations of a weight loss warrior but today we're going to talk about uh how the lockdown is reminding me of coping mechanisms that I developed when I was a fat kid. So if you don't know, I live alone. I don't, I don't, uh, see my kids right now. They're in, they're in lockdown. So one with three of them, I FaceTime with pretty much every day. Cause the mom feels like it's better to keep the kids separate just in case one of us dies. They'll have the other one. And yeah, I could take her to court for it, but I really don't like the idea image of cops dragging my kids out of their house. And and I understand where she's coming from. The other kid I do get to see uh, alternating weekends. Uh, but aside from that, so I see one kid uh, for four days a month. Uh, aside from that, I, I don't see anybody. Uh, my, my mother lives in a, in a retirement community in Houston, so she's in quarantine. They won't let her out because she's old. Uh, my brothers live in Texas and in Houston and in Vermont, uh, and they haven't invited me to see them. And then uh, most of my friends where I live here, they have family, and they haven't invited uh, to hang out or for me to go to their place or to see how I'm doing. And I think this has bothered me because I think everybody knows who knows me knows I live alone, you know, and I'm not these like 90 year olds who live alone. And, you know, you hear in the news are like, you need to go check in on your old neighbors who live alone, see how they're doing. But there are young neighbors and I, you know, I'm not I'm middle aged, but there are there are younger people who live alone. So aside from going to the grocery store where I'm around other people who are suspicious of each other, I literally don't have human interaction. Now, I will text with people. I will talk on the phone with my mom on occasion and one or two of my friends. Uh, there's one friend in particular, Nancy, who does. Uh, we t- we text often. We talk on the phone maybe two, three times a week. Uh, and she's aware that I live completely alone, but nobody else. And it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me that I have friends who don't even send a perfunctory text just to check up. Hey, I know you live alone. I know. Uh, it's tough not having any human act, human interaction. How are you doing? And these people, of course, are married, and so they have human interaction. Now, whether or not they're happy that they're in lockdown with their their spouse and so forth is another question. We have an episode of that over at Holistic Health News, how this lockdown is going to cause a lot of dysfunction to show up. But they do have people to 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 interact with, and I don't. I have nobody. So I've it's been six weeks. I I don't interact with people. And 
it's tough. And, and and I was wondering, like, why is this tough? Because I know people who can eat Hot Pockets and play video games every day completely alone and just have food deliver, delivered to them, pizza every day, and just be the comic book guy from The Symptoms. Why can't I be that? And I think this has to go to this has to do with my obesity as a child. See, my mom, if you go to the early episodes, my father was a rageaholic alcoholic. So he was somewhat nurturing when he was in the the Dr. Jekyll mood, but when he was drinking in the Hyde mood, he was berating and insulting and psychologically abusive. My mom was uh euphemistically we would say she's a she was aloof, stoic. And she was depressed, always on the antidepressants, and always like immersed in herself. She never really had an ounce of nurturance in her. She was not a nurturing mom. And when I had that kind of interfamilial environment of having a scary father who waxed and waned hot and cold, and then a mom who essentially lacked absolute nurturance. I mean, she was the ice queen. This is why one of the reasons I turned to food. Right, I turned to food when I was four or five to get nurturance from that, and you know the food wouldn't yell at me like my dad did, and it would give me nurturance like my mom didn't. So that's why I turned to food. And then, uh, so what it is now in the modern time is like I feel like I just need sympathy. I need people just to reach out and tell me and just say, "Hey, how you doing?" I, you know, I and just be honest. Go like, man, I, you know, I got to protect my family. I know you probably don't have the virus, but I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from. And and just just ask how I'm doing, but nobody texts. Now I will text them. Hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, and I think, well, if I do, and I've always been this way. Like where I, where I used to work at businesses. Uh, anytime the new person would come in, I would always reach out and be like their mentor because I, I, I understand how it's difficult to be the new person. And I think if, I don't know if this is just comes from my, my fat kid background where I want to be helpful to people who are in a position of, of in, inferiority because they're new to a place or if I'm just a nice guy. I don't know what it is, but that's the way it's always been at work. I'll reach out and help people who are new. So the way I look at it here, it's like, I don't understand. My friends know I live completely alone, but they don't care. They don't care. Are they so self-absorbed and narcissistic that they just don't care to send texts or call? Or just, I'm not even a blip on their screen. Right? And then I, I hate the fact that I have to be the one texting them you know, once every four or five days. Hey, what's up with you? How are you handling the quarantine? Da, 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 da. But really what I'm asking them to do is ask me how I'm handling the quarantine. And uh, or invite me out and say, hey, let's go for a walk, you know, at a park and we could stay six feet away. And, you know. and so I think this has to do with with the uh, the the lack of nurturance I got from my mom has caused me to seek out and be sympathetic to people. But it's, it's caused me to seek sympathy from others and. When I don't get sympathy from others, like in this case, nobody caring that I have no human interaction for six weeks and it's going to keep going, right, for at least another few weeks, uh, six weeks and going, and when I don't get the sympathy, it validates and kicks me back into fat kid mode. See, nobody loves you, nobody wants you, and then the self-loathing can kick in. Because see, if they loved you, they would call, they would text you, they would call you, they would, they would seek out a way to want to see you because they care about you. 
But when they don't do these things, then it's the opposite thinking, like a false dichotomy. Then I think they don't care about me. You know, and then I start te- then I start going down the deep, deep road of well, my kids, they don't need me. You know, if I were to die right now, they wouldn't care. They're so young, they wouldn't even know. They have men in their lives, future stepdads that can step in and replace me at any second. And then if aside from my mom who's eighty, if I were to just leave this world, who would who would know? Who would care? And I'm not saying I'm suicidal. I'm just saying that 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 thinking can go down that road. And this is one of the reasons they tell people to go check on elderly people because again, we are human. We we crave social interaction. We need to interact with each other. And so you they tell you go 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 check on your 80-year-old and make sure she's alive, right? <laughs> Cuz they could have tripped or something like that. Make sure you don't smell funny things coming out of the the, the walls of the doors. Uh, but, uh, cause we need human interaction, right? So I don't think I'm asking for too much. And if you know people who are in my situation, you know, message me on, on Facebook, but if you know other people who have no family, no friends that are, that they're interacting, they're interacting every second of the day alone, you know, uh, let me know. But I, I think that's what it is. I think some people could be completely fine with just sitting around watching Netflix all day and not giving a damn if people are, are texting them or checking up on them. So like, as long as I got my cereal and my Netflix, I'm good. But I have this craving uh, to be checked on. And I think it has to do with my childhood, that I need this validation from people that they care about me uh, because I didn't get this validation from my mom. I think that's what it is. All right, guys. So the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. There's a lot of holistic articles. All the podcasts are there as well. If you want to help me out, there's a couple of ways you can do it. If you go to the food articles under the articles and you click on the Amazon pictures or links, it takes you to Amazon. And anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours through the Naturopathic links, we get 2% commission and no expense to you. If you want to donate money, there's going to be a PayPal link on the episode notes. I'm a little behind on typing my notes. So you probably have to go to the previous episode. And uh, then we have uh, one-on-one couching through Clarity. Click on the the links on the episode notes on the main page. And then, of course, we have three podcasts, Holistic Health News, Confessions, and the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. On that one, we just did one on Arbor Vitae Oil. We're like on the 60th oil. We're like on the lesser of lesser tiers. And over at Holistic Health News, we've been doing some COVID stuff and and the typical stuff. All right, guys. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.